What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, and for the first time in two weeks, three weeks technically, we are once again whole. We are whole, but fractured. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, making his triumphant return to the studio after doing such due diligence as sitting in the courtroom each and every day during the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial until he uttered out the words, I love you, Johnny, and I want to suck your dick. Which got him kicked out of the, the courts. The true story, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Ron. Yeah, I got me kicked out, but uh, I got Johnny's number, baby. <laughs> oh, good job, good job. Uh, you know, he's used to people taking a shit in his bed, so <laughs> hey. it, you can't be worse than that, because I know you're not going to do that. The doo-doo challenge. Hi-oh, yeah. drop, dropping a grumpy. Ladies and gentlemen, though, the other man that joins me each and every week, you uh, he doesn't need an introduction yet. Yeah, he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. It's hashtag... Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang. It is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. Objection. Hearsay. <laughs> overruled. That's that's what you say when you shoot somebody down. Uh-huh. Right? It's overruled. Yeah. yeah. Sustained means. Yeah, sustained. you're right. You're all right, right. right. I got you. All right. Yeah. See, I did get it right. We're learning. We're uh-huh. learning new things due to this trial. Actually, I've knew those ones before. Uh-huh. I watched way too much Law and Order SVU. That's <laughs> still the greatest thing ever, though. Objection hearsay. The judge just pipes in. It was your question. Yeah, but it, the, he messed up how he should have right, worded but you it. Still, you you still can still can't. object to it because the yeah, guy you was... Yeah, strike the, the strike the testimony because, from the record, but that's not what he did. He said a hearsay, yeah. and the judge is like, you're a goddamn retard. Yes. He, he would have <laughs> just said objection. Yes. And came up with a different well, right I forgot, I forgot the, I forget the, the fact term, that he yeah. said hearsay, the yeah. hearsay was coming from him because he yeah. asked the fucking question. Yeah. <laughs> you just messed up what he was supposed to say. Exactly. The, the guy went off on a tangent. He's like... No. Well, and which was all it was all in the question, by the way. Yeah. He should have wrangled him back in. Like the best was when the other guy admitted that she cut off his finger. Yeah. <laughs> Her other attorney, when she when you she cut off your finger. I mean, um, oh man, I should have gave you that ammo. Anyways, uh, <laughs> when you sustained the injury to the finger. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we know we know. Anyways, uh, it's been a great week, man. It's been a great week. I mean, sa- Saturday night. Came out on Sunday for all of you. I hope you guys listened to it. Uh, we recorded. Unfortunately, we weren't on Twitch because there were some technical difficulties, but we recorded the 3FN four-year extravaganza with our special guest, Ken M. from the Ochadura Parlay Hour podcast. He yep, sat yep. in as we talked Willy Wonka. I think we made some compelling arguments. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of good times and fun in there. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you listened to it, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. It's uh, it's on the uh, the podcast channel, so you go ahead and see that. It was very good, very good time. But outside of that... How was everybody's weekend, Ron? You've been off for a couple weeks. How's the, the you know how's life treating you? Yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm finally out in public. <laughs> you know, Saturday night was the first night I was out with 
anyway, that's why I hung out and actually yeah. watched, you know, chilled with you guys and watched some wrestling and played some video games because I would have just played games on yeah. my phone at home anyways. So hung out with you guys and then went and saw the Norsemen until the last half an hour and the power went out. And ah, so you never saw the end? Nope. And they were like, oh, well, we'll get it up. It'll take about, you know, 15 minutes. I just got to go around and go get it all up and running. I sat in there for like 30 minutes and they never started the movie back up. Wow. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't get to see the end. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Diesel, how's been the week? Pretty good week. Uh, it was a busy weekend for me. Uh, Friday night, I had a concert to go to of the religious variety. Uh, he was going to praise Jesus, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that made it through that. And then Saturday here at Dragon Master Games, I had a Popper 1K, which actually had 31 people. And That's pretty awesome, for Popper even. Yep, nice. so good attendance. Uh, this week, we have a Modern 2K on Saturday. So if you're into busy Modern. Man. And then I had just had a cookout for my sister's birthday and. I cooked all fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> well, my week was pretty... I mean, I worked. I went to see the kid play lacrosse. Uh, you know, things like that. And then, of course, uh, me and Diesel went out and had a nice dinner on Saturday before the anniversary event. Yep. Uh, we did that. Of course, Rod already mentioned we watched some... I mean, we watched GCW Wrestling and Circle 6 on Saturday night. We'll be talking about that in 607 TWS this week. And then Sunday, uh, Ken came over. I, it was my laundry day. I did laundry, cleaned up the house. Ken came over at 5. We watched the second day of GCW. Had a good time. And uh, that was pretty much my weekend. Nice. More wrestling, relaxing. And then this upcoming weekend, though, is going to be interesting. It's going to be my triumphant return to Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh, nice. As you know, I have memberships there, and uh, we're going to be going down for the first time of the season this uh, Saturday and Sunday. So nice. I'm taking Linda with me. Oh, nice. That's my mom. <laughs> for those of you at home uh, that might not have heard me, uh, the the patrons have heard me call her by her first name. But yeah, so it should be an interesting time, a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, we have a good time. She's going to get to ride some roller coasters with her grandkid. Nice. This is the first time that she's gone with us because she used to have the little dog, so she never wanted to go anywhere. Now that the little dog has passed on to the big farm in the sky, uh, she's able to go places. So it's kind of it's nice. It'll be nice to see her interact and go on some rides with Aiden. So. Nice. With that being said, though, I hope everybody at home had a great week and uh, everybody was uh, very healthy and happy and fun. And like I said, if you haven't already, please go check out the uh, 3FN fourth year anniversary extravaganza right here on the Three Fenders Network of Podcasting. It was a lot of fun. We talked Willy Walk in the Chocolate Factory and uh, had a lot of fun with it, including with Ken M. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's get some opening plugs in so you guys know how to get a hold of us. Of course, that's easy. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share the page. You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show on any of the social medias. Of course, for your one-stop shop to get all the links and everything we talk about, 8122productions.com. There you can get the link to the T Public store if you would like to buy something. Support us with a little bit of cash, but it's more about wearing the swag. We got some new designs that will be coming out in the next couple weeks, so you definitely want to check that out. Now that my wife is done with her, her year of school, it's going to be perfect. Uh, of course... On top of that, you can get the link to Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M. from the ODPH talk pro wrestling during 607TWS. And, of course, you can watch it live and join the chat, or you can uh, watch it the replay because we leave it up, or you can listen to it in podcast form anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Uh, of course, there's other things that will be on the Twitch channel. We do movie nights on there. And uh, me and Diesel, if you're on Patreon, <laughs> we have an idea that might be uh, put to practice in the very near future. Of course, 
that brings us to Patreon. The Patreon link's there as well. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and uh, help support the show. It's always a wonderful thing to do. And of course, also on the website, we have friends of the show. We have music uh, acts that provide us with their music, such as Shot the Robots, who do our theme song, Fail Better. Of course, check them out anywhere you get Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And of course, our local sponsors like Dragon Master Games and Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, who help us bring this show to you each and every week commercial free so you know there's a lot of cool things and it's your one-stop shop 8122productions.com and of course if you forget any of those links they are in the liner notes to this podcast well coming in before we go into nerd news i just kind of want to talk uh, state of the union real quick if you will state of the nerd conversation is going to be very short this year uh we usually we like to bring it up after the anniversary even though the anniversary was at the beginning of the month and we didn't do the anniversary show to the end of the month because of timing purposes I still want to throw it out there. Um, thank you, guys. I said it during that. I want to say it again. Anybody who's listened to the show, whether you've just started listening to the show or you've been with us for the whole four years or anywhere in between, thank you so much for taking your time out of your schedules or you know at work, in your car, wherever you listen to us, to listen to us. We really, really do appreciate each and every one of you. With that being said, I uh, would like to ask a favor. I understand that all of you cannot join Patreon. If you can, that'd be awesome. It's only a dollar a month. That does help support the show. It does go towards the show. But uh, what you can do for absolutely free is give us those five-star reviews. Uh, we don't call for it often because I hate asking for things. And that's also why we don't take some of the sponsorship deals because I don't want you guys to hear commercials when we're it's not worth it for us. Uh, but the one thing that we bring up time to time, hit us with those five-star reviews on whatever podcast app that you use. And trust me, all of them have five-star reviews now. I know Spotify does it now. Uh, Apple's done it forever. All of them have it. It really does help the algorithm to help people really find the show. So that is absolutely free. If you could give us five stars and get us a fucking awesome review that somebody might see and uh, listen to the show, that would be awesome. And that is one thing I will ask of you. The other thing is on those podcatchers, if you don't already, make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button that delivers the show to you each and every week. And that also helps the algorithm. Now, if you don't do those things, it's not that we hate you. We just are happy that you're listening. It's just some way that you can help us for free. If you do want to help us monetarily though, Patreon is the best way to do it. $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. It's great. It's a great feature that we're putting out there. Also, uh, the Public store, which the link is on the website, 8122productions.com. We get a little kickback. It's not big, but it's cool to have the merch and we uh, will start letting you know all the time when there's sales. Keep your eyes on the social medias because it's a good time to get it. I would prefer you buy it on sale. I don't need the full price because it's not like I get the full price of the item. It just would be cool to see more people and some swag. So there you go, guys. And you can buy everything. There's stickers, phone cases, coffee mugs, tumblers, hoodies, hoodies, regular sweatshirts, t-shirts, baseball shirts, whatever. But there you go. Uh, I just want to get that out of the way, and it is kind of important to going to everything. But thank you. The most important thing is that you listen. Help spread the word of nerd and, and that you listen. Also... It's not a new format. <laughs> We're not doing anything that we haven't been doing, but I've steered more into just admitting like this is the show that is different from other nerd shows. And the only and the reason why is that here you have two elder millennials, myself and Diesel. You have the young version of a Gen Xer because he's at the, the end of the Gen X. Mm -hmm. So collectively, we spend our time growing up in the 80s and 90s. And it's not that we didn't evolve past those things because we did. But we grew up in the era of punk rock and gangster rap and, and you know, new metal and grunge. And because of that, we have these, we have certain views and certain things that we find funny because 
free speech and everything like that and the liberal progressive message of those days still carries on with this is very punk rock that's why this show is diy we don't have producers we don't have editors i do all those things and we host it and we do the show on our own everything we do on our own all the feeds we do on our own everything had to be learned to do on our own we don't have people with commercials in the show because i have an inbox full and diesel seen it ron seen it we have an inbox full of wonderful sponsorship offers that don't offer me jack or shit, so it's not going to be worth me putting them in the show for you. And I made a joke about it during <laughs> the anniversary show, about one of them in particular. But it's true. We would we think about the aesthetics and you guys and what you listen to. And this show is vulgar, <laughs> and we sometimes are politically incorrect, and we enjoy that. And if it's not for you, that's not for you. But I think everybody else has found a niche. But that's going to be what we continue to bring you. We continue to bring our, you our opinions. When it comes to nerd news and, of course, our takes and our reviews of movies. That's what we do each and every week, and we're going to continue doing that going forward. And for the next four years, the next five years, next ten years, whatever it is. Until one of us has a heart attack. Which, you know, I figure we still have about, well, at least, we still probably have at least, uh, well, Ron's saying three years for him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Me and Diesel, and then we'll still carry the ball. So me and Diesel, between the two of us, we probably got <laughs> another ten. So, I mean, it's it's realistically, it's it's going to go on as long. And that's why we've always said we do this show for us and for you, and we don't do this show for any other reason. The only time that we would do this for another reason is if we were making, if we got offered to go somewhere where it was literally became our job, but then you guys would just get more show. You'd have a daily fucking show instead of a weekly show. Yeah, show us that fuck you money. <laughs> we're talking to you, Gas Digital. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's the, uh, maybe I can call off of work money. <laughs> I think I think they'd give us enough. I think they'd give us enough to, to not not to be rich, but probably to replace our jobs at current pay. Not not Ron though. Ron would have to stay at his job. All right. So they're based out of New York. We're upstate. Maybe based off their prices if we stay here and do it remotely. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. But also we might be able to get a producer out of that, and more importantly than a producer, uh, somebody to run the social media. So I don't have to do that no more. I think that I would fucking I would take that in lieu of payment. And so if any sponsor out there wants to pay for that, you guys get you got our sponsorship. <laughs> I'll still work and I'll bring it to you more as long as I don't have to do the shit I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> Anyways, but it, it, truth, you know, going back to being serious, that's what we offer and bring you. And of course, the big news, and we've talked about in the past, we will be bringing you a second show on this on on this channel, which. For the longest time, has always had two shows. And at first, it's going to start bi-weekly. And it'll be starting probably by the end of this month, beginning of the next month. And it's something we've already been doing on Patreon. And it's called 3FN After Dark. And it's mostly just me and Diesel. But that doesn't mean Ron will is invited. He's going to stop in sometimes, I'm assuming. I'm sure you're going to see Ken M stop in sometimes. I'm sure you're going to see our buddy Tone stop in sometime when I invite him in. I'm sure you're going to see other people who you might not even know right now. But you're going to see him stop in. And that is more of our not nerd culture, which some of the nerd and pop culture will always enter into a conversation. But that's more of me and Diesel's takes on life. We have a lot of fun. We make a lot of jokes. It's a comedy show at the end of the day. We watch stupid videos on YouTube and comment on them. It's a really fun show that we feel like we can grow and have an extra thing. So that's going to be coming out here soon on the Three Fat Nerds Network of Podcasts. So we have a lot of things going on, and I just wanted to let you know that the future is looking bright. It's looking healthy, and I can't wait for more. Do you guys want to add anything else to this before we continue on? I can't believe it's been four fucking years and you people are actually listening to my mongoloid voice. I love you. Diesel does love you. He will mouth kiss each and every one of you if you want that. Just line, line up. up. Line up. Let him know. 
Ron. I, I mean, it's been four, you know, great years actually. I mean, who would have thought we'd started in in my game room, and we've moved up, you know, the ladder pretty quickly, and uh, moved it, upstairs, moved it, over it, here, yeah, like the conventions, the conventions, like everything just kind of fell in place. It's really weird how this all worked out. So you know, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate it. You know, hope you continue. I go, hope we make you laugh. <laughs> we do our best. So I just want to say T's and P's, speaking of conventions, T's and P's, because uh, I'm currently waiting on my uh, response from New York Comic Con. So a uh, press application is in. Hopefully that's a yes. I, I'm positive about this, which is weird. And I've, I'm thinking positively that myself and Ken M and everybody will be back at New York Comic Con. But still, T's and P's to get us back there. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys once again. You guys don't know how much it means to us that you actually listen. We said about it on the uh, anniversary show. We literally did this, and we thought if 10 people listened, it would be fucking awesome. It's a lot more than 10, and we're like, son of a bitch. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> this is wild, and you guys are all awesome. But uh, thank you. Bottom of my heart. At the end of the day, you listening is my world. If you could, though, think about joining Patreon. Help us out. Like I said, a dollar. Not asking for much. Uh, if not, hit us up with that free uh, rating and review. That would be awesome. Uh, if not, fuck it. Just keep listening. You know, we're not going to be mad at you either way. But it'd be cool if you want to drop any of that in. Ladies and gentlemen, I think with that being said, I'm going to shut my mouth about thanking you guys and what's going on. Because I think we need to get this show into high gear. And it is now time for this week's... Edition of the Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, ta, ta. Yes, that's right. The nerd news coming straight at you. And uh, we don't have a ton. But then again, we also curate our news pretty good. But we do need to talk about this. And I'm reading this straight from the New York <laughs> Daily News. And I quote, by the way, this article was written by Richard Johnson to give due diligence here on the 30th of April. Justin Lin quit as director of Fast 10 because star Vin Diesel is so difficult, according to a source, with knowledge of the situation. Though filming had already begun, Lynn, who directed five of the Fast and Furious films, abruptly quit last week without explaining why and without a replacement. Uh, there you go. Big news there. Justin Lynn quits, and it looks like it's on Vin Diesel. Same reason The Rock left. Uh, what do you guys have to say? Personally... I don't give a shit about those movies, but I think it's funny that everybody's leaving Vin Diesel, so it must not be about family. <sighs> yeah, Vin Diesel is definitely taking the role to his head a little too much. This is his baby, all that jazz. Devil's Advocate, at least you know Ezra Miller. <laughs> or Amber Heard. <laughs> uh, but we have a little addition to this. As reported... As we're recording the same day, by the way, May 2nd, 2022. This is from comicbook.com. Article by Cameron Bonemello. Hopefully I said his name right. Ready for it? Louis Latier. Hopefully I said his name right. Is racing from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the Fast Saga. Latier, who directed The Incredible Hulk for Marvel Studios and the first two Transporter films, is set to replace Fast and the Furious franchise filmmaker Justin Lin as the director of Fast X. According to Variety, the French filmmaker beat out numerous candidates and was the first choice for Universal Pictures who reportedly considered F. Gary Gray, the fate of the Furious director, and David Letch, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, and their search said to cost $600,000 to a million dollars per day after Lynn exited just days into production on the 10th chapter in the Fast and Furious saga. 
Latier's credits as credits as a director include the 2010 remake of Clash of the Titans and the 2013 heist thriller Now You See Me for Universal. He most recently directed the upcoming action comedy The Takedown for Netflix. This is like jumping out of the fi- the frying pan into the fire, or better yet, this is like dumping out of the the street into the dumpster fire diesel. <laughs> I, I mean, I know you love the Incredible Hulk, but uh, this guy kind of usually tied to pretty shit projects. Maybe. Shit projects? He is a goddamn modern masterpiece maker. Now you see me? That I movie mean, was great. Now you see me. Now you see me. It was actually a good movie till the end. Yes. The Transporter movies? The first Transporter I enjoyed. Second one is, so falls much. under. Did we really need that? The captain would smack you in the mouth. But I don't give a fuck about the captain. <laughs> the captain. The captain was just happy because Jason Statham was in the movie, and the captain wanted to have a long, long yeah. uh, session of seven minutes in heaven with Jason Statham. So yeah, this this guy's to this guy's credit, he's no Michael Bay. But okay, what, <laughs> credit where credits due. But with where this franchise has been going, I think they actually just need Michael Bay. By the way, six hundred thousand to a million dollars a day because he quit during production. Yeah. yeah. Ah yeah. man, man, how pissed off is Universal right now, Vin Diesel? We've heard rumors that this was going to be the last one. However, I don't think that they're going to turn down the China money because this movie. The only reason we're on ten right now is because it makes huge yeah. returns in China. Yeah. Huge returns. Yeah. What do you guys think about the fran- the future of the uh, Fast Fear and Furious franchise? Again, I this is not my franchise. It's not your franchise. I, I appreciate that people like it, but I usually hate those people that are really into the Fast and the Furious movies, so I just want it to die. I want it to die now. <laughs> just don't even make it Fast X. Just end it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care either way. I mean, I've seen them all, but I don't care either way. <sighs> like, whatever. Agree. Agree. <sighs> I, I, I'm with you guys. I'm not a big fan. But hey, uh, Ken M from the ODPH did call that it was going to space. They kind of they kind of went to space a little bit in the ninth one, and it looks like they're going to be back for the tenth. And depending upon, you know who they should have hired, Roland Emmerich, because he could have given it the Armageddon treatment. Yeah. Could you imagine we could have even brought back Aerosmith? <laughs> Someone needs to bring back Aerosmith. By the way, if you're on Patreon, you got to hear me actually whisper that song <laughs> during the last episode of uh, of this podcast. Yeah. Actually, during the break. Uh, with that being said. Uh, let's move on to more news. Uh, this week, Disney has confirmed the title of Avatar 2, which will be officially Avatar The Way of the Water. The Avatar 2 title and first 3D footage was revealed by producer John Landau at CinemaCon 2022 during Disney's massive panel, highlighting its upcom- uh, upcoming slate of content. The title for Avatar 2, as well as sequels Avatar 3, 4, and 5, were first reported back in 2018, a time when the release slate for these films looked very different and much closer. Here's the official synopsis uh, for Avatar The Way of the Water, just in case we forgot. Set more than a decade after the events of the first film, in real life as well, (laughs) Avatar, The Way of the Water, uh, begins to tell the story of the Sully family, Jake, Nitri, and their kids, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. Directed by James Cameron and produced by Cameron and John Landau, the film stars Zoe Saldana, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weather, Stephen Lang, Cliff Curtis, Joel David Moore, CCH Pounder, Eddie Edie Falco, sorry, Jermaine Clement, Gianna, G- Giovanni Rabisi, and Kate Winslet. To uh, wet audiences' appetites, the studio will release Avatar in theaters on September 23rd. And yes, they said wet their appetites. Yep. Aye. Uh. 
And this goes under the who the fuck cares category because I'm sorry, I'm not. I was never a big fan of Avatar, uh, the first movie, and I sure the fuck don't care about this. Yeah, it's who cares? Like it's way too late. It's it's. it's Waterworld Pandora? Come on. We get to see what their kids are like. Oh, yeah. Because the main character is a human and she's a blue chick that if he was in the real atmosphere would die. So it's actually not his kid. It's in the hijacked dead body suit that he gets to run. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not his kid. It's the, other, it's the neighbor's kid. <laughs> it's the Avatar's kid. Oh, I don't know. Like, I'll see it. I'm not going to like expect to enjoy it. But I'll go see it. I'll probably root for the bad guy yet again. And whatever, Giovanni Ruby sees it again. So, you know, you can't stop progress. It just it just sounds like he's just trying to copy Avatar The Last Airbender. The, the, the title makes yeah. me think of that, too. I was yeah. like, like, like I The Way of the Water. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Well, unfortunately, like Avatar, as you pointed out, when I saw it, the first thing I said is it dances with wolves with blue people. Because that's really all Avatar was. And I get it. At the time, 3D technology had just come back. Like, remember, it was there before, but it just came back. And I think that's why I made a killing. And then it went away and nobody gave a shit. And then we got gigantic Marvel movies. And James Cameron talked shit about gigantic Marvel movies. And then he's like, ah, we're going to show them with Avatar 2. And this movie has been slated to come out since 2017. It is now 2022, and we're finally going to get it in September, allegedly. We'll believe it when we fucking see it. Well, you, you actually answered your own question right there. We had to wait for 3D to be cool again. <laughs> is 3D back being cool? I, think, I don't know. I think we, we, it There's, definitely wasn't, but now we, we think it's enough time. Yeah, and it's supposedly 3D has changed their claiming so there's big changes to 3D. I'm just saying what I've read. I I don't care. Yeah. I don't care either way. Like I, I'm, and if you're a fan of Avatar, that's cool. We stand by you. You're, you're going to be super excited on uh, September 23rd. If, if in fact, that is the day it comes out. <laughs> Once again, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. This news does not doesn't even fucking tip my scale. No. Just throwing it out there. You know what does, though? Some real bad news coming up here. Got cancellations. We got a lot of them. Let's start with the C-Dub. <laughs> C-Dub all Man, around. the C-Dub has just gutted the Arrowverse, the Discovery Takeover. That's right. We're yep. the only ones really calling it. It is a takeover. Discovery Takeover has claimed more victims. Remember, they said that they wanted less scripted television. Yes. Because remember, they made all their money off of reality TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, they didn't wait long because they have now gutted the CW. Uh, just this past week, it has been announced that Legends of Tomorrow was canceled. Yep. About an hour after they announced that cancellation, they they announced the cancellation of Batwoman. Yep. And then uh, a day later, they announced the cancellation of Flash. Yeah, the fi- possibly the final season. Well, of Flash. it'll be the it, final. It's season. A, it's a short. It's a shortened season, and it's leading towards the fact that it should be canceled. Basically, yes, yeah, they're yeah, canceling yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it's not. The which wording is, fine. is the wording was weird, but yeah. it, let's just call it what it is. They're yeah. canceling. Which they're is giving fine. it. They're giving it a partial season and giving it the cancel. Yeah, they'll, they'll let the fans get their, you know. But they're not doing that with all these shows, pretty no. much. They're, some of them are just going the way of the dinosaur. Uh, how are, I know you were a, a CW uh, Arrowverse fan for a long time, Ron. How do you feel about these decisions by Discovery? I am. I mean, I never really watched Batwoman, so I didn't really care. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow went a little wonky. I loved the first season, and the second and third were okay. But then they just kind of, you know, as Kenham said, it's American Doctor Who, so it's supposed to be wonky. I get it. I'm fine with it. That I like, they should have gave them for the fans, should have gave them like four or five episodes just to give them a send off. But you know, they're not going to. 
You're going to give four or five episodes for three people? Yeah. Six. <laughs> but uh, and then The Flash, we we knew it was coming uh, yeah. since, since the pandemic. Uh, we It was just a matter of time. It's just hitting now, right? And they're giving the fan service to let that go off into the wind. Uh, and I'm good with it. Like, you don't need a show to be, like, Supernatural anymore. You don't need 15 seasons. You don't need 10 seasons like Smallville. Like, yeah, it's a great thing for the cast. But let's be honest. These people get sick and tired of being in the same thing. <laughs> True. So. Diesel, how do you feel about it? Yeah, like, I watched the first few seasons of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and I enjoyed it. But then I just tapped out of the Arrowverse entirely. So, like, I never gave Batwoman a shot, which is it's not on my radar to watch. And Flash, I tapped out probably five seasons ago, four seasons ago. Yeah. What, yeah. Which is when it went, got a little eh. Yeah. So, it, it sucks that people that enjoy these shows aren't going to have them anymore, but for me, it's, it's not an issue for me. Yeah, I wasn't a big guy. I, I mean, I, I appreciated what I saw from the Arrowverse, but I was not. I was never yeah. t- totally in. But I still understand that there's a lot of fans out there, and it kind of sucks. And uh, but expect more of the same. Discovery is going to be cutting, cutting, cutting. They said that they wanted to cut three billion dollars from the budget, and they said they wanted to replace a lot of the scripted television series because once again, they made their bank on real shitty. Yes, and I say shitty because let's be honest, we've all tuned into some of the Discovery Channel. Well, not Discovery Channels, but the what they owned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, storage Wars is all I need to say. Storage Wars. Yep. Ice Road yep. Truckers. Uh, Deadliest Catch. Are you naming the good ones? Well, there is some good ones in there. <laughs> no, the Deadliest Catch was only bad. good for like the first two seasons. And whatever, just, Kate. Whatever and Kate. John and Kate plus eight. Whatever the no, fuck that was. John and Kate what, plus what was eight. The, what was the one with the little people? There was the one where the two the two little people. The Roloff family. Matt and uh, I forget what the name of it. And then he, then they broke up and they still continued. Like they got divorced and now he dates like a regular sized woman. And little, yeah, big yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah little yeah, big world. Little big world. That's yeah, what it was. Like that, yeah. Yeah. But they people love that. Of course, people love love that hoarder show. Orders, Honey Boo Boo with uh, oh Toddlers and Tiara, Johnny Boo Boo. Yeah. yeah. Real classic, real classy television facts. Real classy television. <laughs> Lizard Lick Towing. Get, get ready. Some of those that, are going to, yeah, some of those are going to, some of those are coming to C-Dub. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, they weren't the only one dropping cancellations. Netflix dropped a cancellation as well. What? Uh, Netflix canceled Space Force, the Steve Carell show, after two seasons. Uh, it did very poorly, I guess, in the uh, the second season, and that's probably why it's getting the axe. But you have to ask yourself, in the world we live in right now, where you need original content to survive in the stream wars, is it is it smart that Netflix cuts pr- pretty much fucking everything? Yeah. Especially after raising their prices. We seem to talk about this every time. They should not come out and announce that they're actually canceling something. Just put it on the back burner. Leave yourself open to do it again. I understand there's contracts and all that stuff, but just do that ambiguous. It might be back. It might not be back because you don't always just close that book. Shit, that 70s show is getting goddamn reunion now. I yep. see it. Well, it's going to be that 90s, 90s show. show. And they said everybody's returning. I have a hard time believing Except for it. one. Well, there's one that's no longer with us. Well, they might recast her. Well, yes. Well, Who's, they, they, they did recast her, but it's it's, it's going to be high. Well, Danny high. Masterson's not coming yeah, back. Danny Masterson ain't got, coming back. He got the cancel acts. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he ain't coming back. He, he tried to leave Scientology, it looked like. They let out some shit, and then he's back. He's he's right now in the same place that the, uh, uh, what's his name's wife is from Scientology. Oh, not David being Miscavige's seen. wife. Yeah, yeah, not being seen. The supreme leader there, or whatever the fuck he calls himself. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Diesel's butthole just got tight, just so we're going to move on. Uh, by the way, Warner 
slash Discovery did have another cancellation. And I know this really hurts Diesel's feelings. When we talked about it in pre-production, he uh, was very torn. But I shared different things from with Diesel. Because, ladies and gentlemen, DC report uh, is, is reporting that they killed the Wonder Twins film. Praise Jesus. Praise him. Do you feel like you're back? Do you feel like you're back at that religious concert you went to, Diesel? Because you should. It's a glorious moment. We've been saved. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery reportedly cancels the DC's planned live-action Wonder Twins film, which was set to start production over the summer. Uh, Warner Brothers, uh, according to that hashtag show, the crew was informed earlier this week that the live-action adaptation of the Wonder Twins had been scrapped before production even began. A reason for this decision was not provided, though the merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery has changed plans for several existing projects. Production was intended to start in Atlanta, Georgia on July 5th. The Wonder Twins was announced in February of 2022 with... Black Adam writer Adam Stiskel set to write and direct along with Temple Hill's Marty Bowen and Wick Godfrey producing. The film had also already cast its leads with Riverdale star K.J. Appa and 1883 star Isabel May set to headline as Zan and May respectively. Casting for the film's villains was also reportedly underway when the project was canceled. So they spent a lot of money on it already okay. and then they pulled the axe. Uh, I do remember at one point this was supposed to go directly to HBO Max, and then they said, oh, no, after the Batman, everything's got to go to the theater, which may be the reason why Discovery smartly, in this case, pulled it. How are you feeling about the cancellation, seriously about the cancellation of the Wonder Twins? How do they even get to the part where they drag the bottom of the barrel to get to the Wonder Twins for a live-action project? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it was made in the 70s just for the freaking Super Friends show. Yeah. And it, 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 they didn't really come off well then, and they didn't really come off well in their own comics. Yeah. In uh, Justice League Unlimited, they did their own version of them, which ended up being clones, and just made them. It's it's not a good storyline. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just weird that they would even consider doing this one, because it, and not even to be the creepy Diesel character, you know, there's going to be some like weird like attraction between the two, and just just. No, it's just don't even do the story. Yeah, well, you can't. I mean, technically, they're brother and sister, so that's still. Never stopped Hawkeye, or not Hawkeye, Quicksilver, and uh, Scarlet Witch. I agree. But, but it's just, why would you want to do the Wonder Twins? It's just, yeah. ugh. And you, you don't have the monkey. I forget the monkey's name, but yeah, they had a pet monkey. Well, they could have they hired Michael Jackson's monkey, Bubbles. Yeah. It's it's true story. Uh, yeah, I'm not sad to see this go, because I was never excited from, from the jump. I think it's just, once again, I said before. Uh, Discovery, well, from TV, they wanted to cut $3 billion. God knows if they wanted to cut $3 billion from TV, what they wanted to cut from the movie section. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be honest, they paid, what, $25 billion plus? I think yeah. that it was just slightly over $25 billion for this deal. So th- they're probably trying to make some of that money back yeah. within the next few years. So cuts happen, and also uh, spending a little differently happens as well, the increased revenue from advertisement. So, I mean... You're going to see, I guarantee in the next few weeks, we'll be talking about more cancellations yeah. from the Discovery Warner Brothers camp. Uh, let's end on a, let's end the nerd news on a fun subject. And that, of course, is an update 
on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, but not on the trial itself. No, no, no. There is currently a petition in circulation to remove Amber Heard from the upcoming Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom film, and the signatures are at three million and counting, and it looks to be growing about two million, or it looks to be growing, sorry, not two million, looks to be growing about a million every two days now. So in a couple days, it'll probably be up to four million, etc., etc. We've also heard that Jason Momoa is not quite happy about uh, her inclusion still in the movie as well, because he obviously he has a lot attached to this movie as the star of the film, and if she causes any financial downfall for him, I'm sure he won't be too happy about that either. Uh, how do you feel about this petition to get Amber Heard removed from the movie? We'll start with Ron. It's whatever. I it's they've already said that they've got her cut down to like ten minutes in the movie, so whatever. It's ten it's minutes there. too long. Oh, I agree. Is it, they'll end up killing her or something. Before I go to Diesel, though, it is it is to be noted that they have already finished shooting. Uh, the reason that it's been pushed back, allegedly they say that the reason it's been pushed back from its original June 2022 date to now the spring of 2023, which I do believe it's May, uh, has been because of the CGI for the movie. They want to make sure it's polished. James Wan, that's James Wan's words, not mine. Uh, Diesel, no. what do you think about this petition to remove Amber Heard from the movie? Normally, anytime we talk about uh, petitions i'm just like i hate anybody that signs these but no this is the first time i'm actually glad to see one is it glad to see so many people coming together against one of the most heinous bitches in the history of hollywood and uh fuck amber heard diesel i never knew that i could love you more than i love you right now <laughs> uh i'm not even gonna play any warnings i actually completely agree with you i'm usually against these petitions i usually think that they're they're, they're worthless and useless the only other one that i've ever been on board with was to get rid of that god awful cgi for sonic the hedgehog the oh, original yeah. one guess what that paid off for those directors hand over fist because the first sonic movie did so well that they got a second one and the second one did so well we will get a third one so therefore i, I gotta throw it out there that was a good change good change yeah. but but with that being said, this is one of those cases where this needs to be an equality thing. If And by that, I mean Johnny Depp has lost his career to the allegations, whether they're false or not, that were brought forward by Amber Heard. More and more that we see this court case, it looks like a lot of them were false, right? Am I wrong? I mean, yeah. that's just my take, and I know a lot of other people feel that way. Let's just say for a moment... That he is guilty of some, which we don't know. It's not our job to, to, to portray that. We also know at this point, Juncture, though, that Amber Heard was also guilty of abuse as well. So if you're both guilty of abuse, the equal thing to do is she loses her career too. How, how, does a, how is a studio or execs say, hey, we're going to cut you, but we're going to keep her? I.e., the perfect example here isn't even just the pirates. The perfect example is Warner to Warner. Because if you don't remember... He was cut from the Harry Potter film, the Fantastic Beasts film. And that is published by Warner Brothers. So if he's cut from that, she should also be cut from a Warner project as well. That's just my take on equality. And I think it's equal equal. That's just my take. Once again, if you disagree with that, that's fine. It is what it is. But I just think that that's a good take. And obviously enough fans want it that this petition is growing leaps and bounds. If you disagree with it, the Amber Heard fairy will come into your bedroom tonight and poop <laughs> on your blanket. Dude, my favorite my favorite thing, though, is the people who are white knighting for Amber Heard. It's like, dude, she's not going to fuck you. Yeah. Oh. She's not going to fuck you. Yeah. And even if she did, you don't want that kind of crazy in your life. No. Well, Even well. Diesel, who loves crazy, I don't know if he wants that crazy in his life. I kind of do. <laughs> you, you really? So then she could accuse you of being beating her? Yeah. 
what, what am I going to lose? The podcast? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's only going to make us go up. <laughs> that is, that's also true. I, I want to kick you off the podcast. Well, Not you, for Amber Heard, at least. Yeah, but you, like, there's the story of at the pet house, that, uh, Johnny Depp's pet house, that she was having well, when she was dating Elon Musk. They were like having a threesome and shit, and like he ran out, like Elon Musk ran out of the building like half like naked because they were on some shit. You don't think I want? I don't want Elon Musk running out of my goddamn place half naked, <laughs> thinking he's on some shit. I'm getting paid on that one, motherfucker. <laughs> oh jeez. But I, I just want to throw it out there. It is what it is. I, I don't know. I'm one of the very few people on this planet that, even before all of this, all of this aside, I was never big into Amber Heard. No. Like I understand everybody thinks she's hot, but I'm like. She never was that hot to me. Yeah, like I think that's just me. The only time I thought she was kind of hot, it was like the trailer for Aquaman. But even then, it was like the the red is like really off putting, and like I don't even know what I've seen her in before that. Yeah. Like I mean, I obviously have different tastes, and we all do. But I'm just I'm just never was a fan. Like like as far as her yeah. looks go, and as far as her acting, has she really shown some acting chops in anything? She was an Aquaman, hmm. and I don't even know what else she was in because that's how much she's impacted my life. <laughs> Like, it's not like we're losing, like, Zoe Saldana or something, you know, that I actually do enjoy her work. Uh, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, with that being said, though, just like we started last week, we're going to continue on. i got to get a new uh, intro theme for this. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick it right on over now to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Diesel, hit us off with this past week's box office report. All right. Coming in at number five this week, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once. With $5.5 million. I'm glad it's making more money. Yeah, it's definitely bumped up. Uh, number four, The Northman with $6.3 million. I, I've signed that two weeks in a row now. I yep. see with Diesel. And we'll, of course, we'll be talking about that for this week's 3FN Movie Club review in the second half of the show. In a severe disappointment, we're just talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Only another $8.3 million for its third week. It has really been fucking... Number two this week, still pulling in a decent chunk, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with $11.4 million. Once again, like I said, that was the only other pitch to petition I agreed with, and that shit paid off. Yeah. And then uh, number one again this week, The Bad Guys with another $16.1 million. Still looks cute. Still would like to see it. If I have time, I might even go see it. Because it does. It looks like it. Uh, yeah. I understand that I'm a parent now, so I yeah. use the word cute. It looks fucking cute. If my kid was a little younger, I have already would have seen it. But he's 16, and I don't know if I can convince him on a cute movie. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, with that being said, Diesel, let's be honest. We're coming up. Second part, upcoming films. I know we know the big bad one. Let's just hit it off. Yeah. Coming up this week, The Happening, The Twin, The Ravine. And a little movie you might have been hearing a little something about. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I think everybody saw that one coming. Not the ravine? Not the ravine, sorry. The ravine's going to have to wait. And then the following week, still kind of rough to go against Doctor Strange, but Firestarter is going to give it a try. As well as The Innocent, Montana Story, and Around the World in 80 Days. And I'm uh, because of Diesel's reaction, I'm going to go on a limb and just tell you the following 3FN movie week will actually be Firestarter. Firestarter Because I do know that Diesel wanted to, to go check it out, so we're going to go check that out, and that will be two weeks from now. But this this week, The Northman, in the second half of this show. Next week, Morbius. Or next week, oh, I also said Morbius. What? Yeah, we're going to make you watch Morbius again, Diesel. No. 
No. <laughs> Next week, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I know. I, I'm just waiting for that reaction. Did you see? If you guys, if we, we need a video of it because when I said Morbius, just to fuck with Diesel, his face just went. Mm. It, I, I can't explain it. It was the most dead serious. Like I will fucking cut you, man. <laughs> like I, if we had a knife here, I, my life would have been jeopardy. He and pulled out if, his inner Mexican right there. So yeah. So this week, Northman. Next week. Doctor Strange 2, The Multiverse of Madness, and then the following week, Firestarter. So you know, 3FN Movie Club going forward. Of course, we remind you each and every week. And Diesel, there's only one thing left in the triple stuff in the first half of the show. What is this week's top three? We are going with your top three. Now, I hate to say best, because it's like the ones that affected you the most. Cancellations. TV shows, movie, franchises, that type of thing. Top three media cancellations, pretty much. Not people. Not people. So <laughs> not people. no Kevin Spacey. Well, for honorable mention, well, for, mention, for my number three, it will be because the person got canceled. And, of course, that was the Louis show. Mm. I actually did enjoy that show. Louis show was really good, too. I did enjoy yeah. that show, regardless of what you think of Louis C.K. It was a good show. Yep. Of course, the reason it came to an end, eh, I'm sure you've all heard about it. To be fair, only Louis lost his job on that one because written by, directed by, edited by. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm going to go with that. Uh, my number two was actually another recent one, and that was Cowboy Bebop and Netflix. I really enjoyed it. I would have liked to see a second season because I thought they did well with the first season. It left me wanting more. So I'm going to go with that as my number two. And man, I, I while we were sitting here, when you gave it to us earlier today, I was stressing myself out. I was like, what do I want to pick as number one? Because there's like so many great shows that I've remembered over the years that I really was into that yeah. got canceled. And there's one that came out in my mind instantly. And it's one that pained me forever. And I mean, this show got canceled. And we're talking in the 90s. But I love this show. I was in middle school when the show was on into my high school year. My freshman year, actually. And then it got canceled after, I think, three or four seasons. And it was a show called New York Undercover. I don't know if you ever saw it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking tremendous cop show taking place on undercover detectives in New York. Pretty much Law & Order style, where every episode was like an open and shut case. But they had overdraw. There was a bigger story that went out. Everybody had their own different problems they actually carried throughout the seasons. Kind of like SVU started to do after the time but each episode was there and introduced us to one of the greatest villains of all time on a tv show which was ice t ice t plays a villain Ooh. in a reprising role you should check it out diesel you would love it it's amazing malik yoba was in it uh very good uh i i could not suggest that show enough if you can find it because i'm sure it's out there in ether it's a very very good show check out new york undercover ron what's your top three uh, number three, uh, I'm gonna have to go Cowboy Bebop. That that, that so it was so good, so upset that that happened. Uh, number two, uh, you know, it had to come to an end, but it's still one of the shows that sucked that they canceled was Married with Children. Great show, like, great like, show. Like, like it came to an end. I know it, it always had makes an appearance on this list, so it tells you we yeah. really like that show. Yeah, like it, like I I understand it had to it had its good run, and they were, it was just getting to the point uh, for everything. But it's still, it's still, like, still got watched the reruns. And then uh, number one is uh, Dark Matter. That was on Netflix for uh, three seasons. Uh, they they wanted to do one more season, and they just... They just didn't get into it, huh? Yeah. Well, no, it was... Or it was like the curse of Netflix. Netflix yeah, well, Netflix it was the, the person that liked the show was in the New York branch, and he ended up leaving, and the guy in... 
the California branch didn't like the show. So when he got in charge, he's like, yeah, just cut it. Like, didn't right. give him a chance. And they offered to, like, they offered a bunch of things just to give a send off. And they're like, no, 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 no. All right, Diesel, what is your top three? All right, coming in at number three, one of my favorite apocalyptic shows, Jericho. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people missed that show. That was great. Uh, number two, we are going to go with the Black Donnellys. Oh, ooh, that was a good show. It, oh, I forgot about that one. Yep, a great little you know like Boston type like yep. mafia thing going on <laughs> where it lasted like seven episodes yep. on TV, a couple more episodes online, and then just done. Yeah, but it yeah. was a super great show. Jonathan Tucker before he made it big off of what is it House? I think yes, yes. Uh, but it was a great show, and that one really upset me when it got canceled. And then my number one, it only lasted one season. They never brought it back, but it launched the careers of so many big-name actors now, freaks and geeks. Yeah, oh, very yeah. good one. Very good. Yep. Uh, also, some cancellations on that list, too. It's not on it out there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, very good top three this week. Very good Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff, and the Nerd News. And we are going to take a break. During this break, you are going to hear all the information for live stream for The Cure. Of course, myself and Ken M from the ODPH are once again a part of live stream for The Cure. Uh, and we believe in this. It's an amazing, amazing charity uh, raising money through content creators for the uh, Cancer uh, Research Association of America. Goal this year is $20,000. You're going to hear all about it during this break. Our our time is uh, Friday, May 21st at uh, 11 p.m. We're, we're closing down the Friday night one, 11 to midnight, and we're going to do some fun for that. Uh, we'll be announcing that very shortly. But, yeah, I uh, cannot wait for it. So you're going to hear uh, the information about that in the break. When we come back, though, it'll be time for the 3FN Movie Club Review of The Northman. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. This music really makes me want to go out and pillage. <laughs> you can see how sacking a village would be epic after this music. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. With that being said, we are back with the second half of the show, and it's time for the 3FN Movie Club Review. And, of course, this week we are reviewing The Northmen. Uh, just so you guys get a heads up, in case this is your first time listening, 
or just to remind you, we will open up by talking about the synopsis of the film that we're reviewing. We will then go, a spoiler-free synopsis, I should add. We will then go in and tell you, you know, all of the information about the movie, who's in it, what the budget is, etc., etc. And then last but certainly not least, we will give our recommendation or not recommendation, if you will. Then we will play a spoiler alert. And on the other side of that, we will give our spoiler full review of The Northman. But if you haven't seen the movie, you're still safe right now. Uh, here is the spoiler-free synopsis of the film. Read right from Google. Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle, who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who raids Slavic villages. He soon meets a seeress who reminds him of his vow. Save his mother, kill his uncle, avenge his father. And uh, does he do that? Well, if you've seen the movie, you know. Uh, if I didn't see the end of the movie. The movie. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the movie. We uh, it's got it was released on March twenty eighth, twenty twenty two at the Regaletto Cinema, and it was released worldwide April twenty second, twenty twenty two. The runtime is one hundred and thirty seven minutes long. It is produced by Regency Enterprises, Perfect World Pictures, New Regency, and Square Peg, and it's distributed by Focus Features in the United States and Universal Pictures internationally. Uh, the movie is based on the Legend of Amleth by Saxo Grammaticus. Hopefully, I said that right. And it is written by Shoin, Shoin, S J O N with a with, with a Shang, maybe. <laughs> and Robert Eggers, and of course, is also directed by Robert Eggers. The cinematography is done by Jaron Blaschk, uh, edited by Luis Ford, and music by Robin Caroline and Sebastian Gainsborough. This movie stars Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Klaus Bang, Anna Taylor Joy, Ethan Hawke. Bjork and Willem Dafoe, amongst others. And it was made, the budget of this movie, 70 to $90 million. And in the past two weeks, Diesel, can you guess what it's made worldwide at the box office? I, I know uh, domestically it's at like 80, so I'm going to say like 110 worldwide. Ron. Yeah, I'll put it at 100. Wikipedia might be behind this. It's 41.6 million. Okay. So, so yeah, it might be from like last week. Before. Yeah, it might be last week. It might not have it might not have updated. I'm just saying that's what Wikipedia said. And that's where I took the information from for the people in it. And those are all right. But with that being said, that is the Northman. And now we'll go on to our spoiler free recommendation or not recommendation. Of course, this is spoiler free. So I'm gonna go around the table. And of course, Ron did not see the end of the movie because of a power outage at the movie theater. But Ron, we'll start with you. Would you recommend seeing The Northman? Why or why not? Spoiler free. Uh, I, I think you need to see it. Like I, I, It was enjoyable, everything I saw. It is a very Viking tale. So if you're into the Viking thing, I, I, I know a few people that are you know watching Vikings and going down the line and all that stuff. If you're watching all that stuff, this is definitely a tale you need to see. Diesel, recommend or not and why? Yeah, I absolutely recommend, and as we and you were talking after the movie, I think this actually makes it into like the year, yearly rotation. Like, This is a movie that, it's a classic story, we'll get into that in the spoiler part later, but it's a classic story that I don't mind hearing over and over again. It's a very good movie. 
I am also going to recommend this movie. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, if you if you've seen it or whatever, and you're going to listen to the review, you'll see how highly I do appraise it. I do think it was a very good movie. I enjoyed it. I have seen it twice because I saw it when it first came out, and I also saw it with Diesel for this show. So he, I went with him. So uh, trust me, I've I've seen it. And I do recommend this film. I think you should see it, especially if you like Viking movies, especially if you like the archier kind of movies. This kind of hits a home run with all of those crowds. With that being said, though, folks, we are now going to play the spoiler alert. On the other side of this spoiler alert, we will give our spoiler full review. So that means if you have not seen The Northman and you want to see the movie and you do not want to spoil, it is time here for you to pause the show and come back and listen to the review after you've seen the movie. If you, however, have seen the movie or don't care if it's spoiled for you, you can stay on after the spoiler alert because we will be spoiling it for you. So, with that being said, it is now time for the spoiler alert. And now we are in the spoiler review section. And of course, as you know, we don't go through the movies piece by piece. If you've listened to the show, we just give the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we are going to start this off with the good. Because I think the good is is going in there, and I think the first good we start is is what this and what you alluded to in your spoiler free, and what is this movie based on, or what is this legend? Sorry, based on. So this is a real Norse myth. Yep. Yeah, so this is a real Norse myth, and this this story served as the inspiration to Shakespeare for the uh, the uh, basis of Hamlet. There you go. Uh, Amleth becomes Hamlet. They just take the H from Amleth and put it to the front, and you have Hamlet. And it's a very much connected story between the two. There are slight differences in some like the prophecies and destinies and stuff like that. But this was the inspiration for that. The most of the biggest difference is Hamlet kind of more focuses on what would be the uncle in the story. Yeah. And the fates of the uncle are what you learn during the, yeah. the, the, the Hamlet portion. This focuses on the actual what would become the Hamlet character, yeah. Hamlet. Uh, so that's that's the only... I mean, obviously, there's other differences, but that's the major glaring difference between the two stories. Uh, very good, though, by the way. Very good. Uh, so let's talk about the, the positives now. That, uh, that fun fact is out there. Uh, I'm going to start it off by saying I really enjoyed... And, and mind you, I was on the fence. Robert Eggers is known as a very artistic, artsy director. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Lighthouse, but I understand why some people don't like it. It's a very artsy film. Of course, that film stars Willem Dafoe, who is in this movie, and also Robert Pattinson. A very good movie. If you've never seen The Lighthouse, check it out. I very much enjoy it. Uh, But I was like, okay, this movie could go where he makes it too artsy, and it's not enough Viking mythology, or I really didn't see it going the other way. I didn't ever think it was going to just be violence and everything else, and I got to be a cue. He did a good amount of violence in this film. He did a good. He did a, a really good job with the Norse mythology, in my person, uh, in my personal opinion. And he also mixed in some really cool artsy stuff yeah. in there that didn't really seem like he was going too far in the process. Uh, that's my first positive takeaway, Diesel. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback on all of that. Like visually, this movie was stunning. The score was fantastic. The violence was, I think, the perfect amount. Maybe the one thing I would take away. Maybe show the what happens to the older brother's little pals, showing them strung up on the house a little bit more because they kind of cut away from that one really quick. Actually, I'm going to say I I was a bigger fan of uh, Theater of the Mind here. I thought they did a good job of Theater of the Mind. It was a violent film, but it was not very gory. Yeah. They cut away from a lot of things and let you do the theater of the mind, but mm. still didn't sacrifice the yeah. violence in my case. I really actually kind of dug that. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I just wanted to see that a little bit longer on screen because I was like, what the fuck? They, he basically cuts them up and they're a two-headed <laughs> horse. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not my favorite kill, though. My favorite kill, and it also goes into the thing of not gory, is the guy that lose, lost his nose. Yeah. So when Amleth was a young boy got, that got away, he cut the nose off of one of the his uncle's uh, cronies. cronies. And that guy later on comes back into the movie because he never dies. He just does missing a nose. Yeah. And uh, at, during the climactic third act, Amleth with the death sword, if you will, <laughs> which is a gigantic Norse sword. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Catches him against the side of the building because he's a, he's a little bitch like he was back then. He's trying to get away, and he gets caught. He gets pushed up against the wall, and Amla says, as a pup, uh, you, you lost your nose when a little pup took it away. Now the full-grown wolf has come back to take the rest, and he just takes the, not, the sword and just shoves it through his nose area, through his head. It's it's slowly, too. Yeah. Not like it's, There's no fast... It's slow and painful, I and I enjoyed part. every... Oh, you missed that part? Oh, it's yeah. a fucking amazing kill. Uh, there were so many cool ones like that. Out of the movie, what you saw, what did you think positive out of the uh, positives out of the movie? I'm sure we can go around again, but... Yeah, it was it was a solid movie all the way around. The story was actually really good, and like Diesel informed me on the way here. That's what it was based off. I didn't even think about yeah. it, um, but it wasn't... It was a very... It is a Norse tale. And like I said, if you're into the Viking scene and all that stuff and all those Norse tales and whatever, this is really good. They hit the parts. You know, they don't waste a lot of time as I'm young. It's probably like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. First, yeah, it's like yeah. the first 10 to 20 minutes. Of the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. But like it's it, that moves on rather quickly. And then it's just into raiding a village and him just older. And then I just like I told Diesel, I'm like, the guy cuts his hair off with a freaking bone knife or something and shaves and looks better than I do. I'm like, and I'm, and I'm, he he brands himself as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm an ugly bastard. And he's very poetic. That's <laughs> when he brands himself. He was like, don't worry. I will think I will thank the owner of this brand when I see him yes. for this pain. Like Jesus, the dude's just poetic yeah. when he speaks. And yeah. by the way, Alexander Skarsgard is uh, fucking looks like a beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he gigantic. Yeah, he is gigantic. He got jacked for this role. Yes. Uh, another positive film. I did like. I liked the character build in this movie. I thought they did a good job with the characters and the secondary characters. I mean, even though we and a, and a lot of them only make cameo appearances, we only see Willem Dafoe in two scenes. Well, three. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But two scenes. He is the jester, basically, and uh, he makes a ill ill time joke about the queen and the and the brother of the king, which it'll come back around. And then, of course, he's also the guy in this hut that they go to when they do some drugs in the in both uh, Ethan Hawke, the fa- who plays the father figure, uh, father role, sorry, and the the young Amleth uh, drink of this, and they're hallucinating, yeah. and the dogs into men, and and uh, they're barking and howling, and then uh, they uh, the father burps, the son farts okay. to prove that they're men. That was weird. It was a fucking weird scenario, but it was cool, and it was right before the, the death scene for the father. I, I, there, there's so many cool like that, and then Bjork as Bjork. the Cirrus, and she, uh, she's only got one scene. She's phenomenal in it. Yep. And then later on, we had the other soothsayer, the other witch, if you will, oh. that has the head, the head of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> but she put that together, as you know. Yeah. You um, have to speak through me, boy, because I didn't put ears on him. Oh Jesus! Well, the Christ. best is that they had Willem Dafoe do the the voice. Yeah, because you you don't see the the guy's lips move, but you can hear Willem Dafoe's yeah. voice. So it's really cool. Uh, so I dug that like the, like a, like a piggybacking off everybody else. I love the lore that they showed in the film. Uh, I thought Anna Taylor Joy did an amazing job in the film. She doesn't look the hottest that she's ever looked in this film, but I don't think that mattered. Yeah. She was yeah. very good in the role she yeah. was in. 
uh, helping get revenge. Yeah, and she wasn't supposed to be the hottest either. No, 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 I understand. That's the plus part. Like, they didn't try to upscale her, so. And I'm going to say it, I like the twist. This movie has a twist. He's there to save his mother and avenge his father. And you find out that his mother doesn't need to be saved. She was in on the conspiracy to kill his father. Because she says that his father was an evil, bad person. And she loved his uncle. And that's where she should be. And it leads to, of course, one of Diesel's favorite parts of the movie. The incestual kiss. <laughs> they got really creepy at this one point. When she you know, they does the big reveal. Reveals to him that he was a product of brutality. Yeah. Saying that you know the king raped her. She used to be a slave. And he was a product of that. Her, two, her child with uh, the uncle was conceived out of love. So you're just like, oh, okay, well, all right. So maybe the f- king who was murdered wasn't the greatest. But yeah, well, then we got the twist that you know when he saw her getting taken away, screaming. No, no, I wasn't screaming. I was laughing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like oh, how great was Nicole Kidman in this? Nicole oh, yeah. Kidman was super good oh. in this movie. Uh, upon the second watching, you definitely get all the clues. Yeah. We're already in the movie that there that was kind of happening, yeah. which was cool. I like it. Upon the second, you, you get it. Um, outside of that, does anybody else have anything really that they want to throw in the good pile for this movie before we move on to the bad parts? No, I think we've nailed pretty much everything. Yeah. Like every, like there were some great scenes, great acting all the way around and some, even in a Nordic, like kind of brutal movie, some kind of hilarious ways to die with the psychedelic soup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a scene where they drink psychedelic soup made with psychedelic mushrooms and their soldiers are on the ground and one is stabbing himself in the <laughs> neck with a dagger. And it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so let's go to the negatives because there is some negatives in this movie. I'm sure we all take some negatives away. I have two. Two glaring ones. I'm going to say the first because I know me and Diesel share it and then I'll say the second after we table it because I know Diesel has kind of... I, I don't know if he didn't dislike it as much as me. But the first one I know that we share... Young Amleth, even though you don't see him much, is a cunt. Oh, <laughs> very much so. I hate I, nothing. Nothing against the actual kid actor, but holy shit, fucking stay in school, find something else to do with your time. <laughs> Horrible acting. Well, not even just that. It's just like like I didn't like how the character was written either. Yeah, because it's just like he's oblivious. He's not been brought up to be a man of any sort, and then all of a sudden you're going to thrust him in there, and then we're going to believe that he's going to get away from his uncle's cronies and 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 row himself in the ocean away. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's not really believable. And like I said, the, I don't know if it is on the kid actor or just the writing, but it's a mixture of both. Yeah, uh, and I, I just did not like that yes. part. And thankfully, you didn't see much of it, so it wasn't bad. The other part is the part that I really didn't like. It's the part that takes away the most points from this movie for me. And that was, you could have called this movie Plot Armor the movie. Because as good as I thought that the kills were, and as good as I thought the story was, and I really did like the psychedelic aspect of it, I liked the artsy aspect of it, I liked the violence aspect of it, it was just like, God damn, how much plot armor do we need to get to the quote-unquote fate? Like... And I'm not even talking about the fact that the sword doesn't open up except for at night or at the gate of hell. Like, okay, that's fine. It's a supernatural sword. We watched him fight a fucking skeleton to get it. Like a giant skeleton. A fever dream of it. Yes. But you know what I mean? Like, we watched this happen. So I understand. It's fucking, you know, it's mythological and it's it's, it's crazy. He's talking to, the animals save him and lead him along the way. It's like the fucking crow. And I don't have a problem with that. Right? My problem is, like, 
It was nighttime. He could have killed his uncle outside of that thing. He unsheathed the sword just in case he finds him. He could have just turned and just cut his head off and end of, end of vengeance. Or no, he couldn't because it was prophesized that be fighting in the sea of fucking fire. I don't, I don't give a fuck what it was prophesized. <laughs> you take the easy win. Take the easy win. And then later on in the movie, uh, when Amleth gets upset after finding out the news from his about his mother, uh, her stepson, the eldest son of the king, Fjolnir, is he got drugged too? Because remember, you see him on the ground yeah. kicking around. So they must have put him in bed after. Because they don't give you like a in between, but he's in bed. And Amleth is pissed. He leaves that room, goes into the next room or whatever room yeah. where, the, where he is, and he just fucking stabs him a few times and takes his heart. So when they find him, the prince is dead. His heart has been taken. And then they're going to kill uh, Anna Taylor-Joy's character, who is, who, who is still there, because they want to find him because he leaves. And he stands on the hill and he's like, hey, this, in this sack here is your son's heart. I'll trade you this heart for her life. And then they try to get him, and they end up getting him. And then they're going to kill him on the spot. And he goes, well, how do you know that that's your son's heart and not a do- not a uh, wild. wild dog that fucking like, killed two two days ago? Yeah. And he starts laughing in his face. So then next scene we see him, he's hung up by the hands in a barn, and he's gotten the shit kicked out of him because he's all bruised up and bloody. They passion of the Christ today. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And, 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 and I mean, that was fine. It was brutal. Yeah. But then the motherfucking Fjolnir goes, I'll deal with you later, and leaves. And the fucking idiot that's at the door takes, like, goes to take the sword out because the sword won't come out of the sheath yeah. until yeah. nighttime. <laughs> he can't get it out, so he just takes the strap off of it and throws the sword in the barn, and they lock the door. Sword in him in the barn, and, of course, the ravens come, and they let him down, and she comes back and rescues him, and they go off, and he gets better. Yeah, that, that's Why right. the fuck don't you kill this asshole? Because, all because he's, you want to wait so you put your son to, to death and you dance around naked to then come back for your vengeance? They had really strict grieving policies. <laughs> like, it made that part made fucking zero sense. Just kill him there. End of movie. You failed. <laughs> but no, we have to get to this fucking. Mind you, I like the I like the last fighting scene. But come on, like you you did, the the plot armor was just way too thick, and it, that really did actually take points away. I know you didn't disagree with. All that. right, so. Once we got into seeing Bjork's character, the seer, I realized, all right, this is on Earth, but this is not Earth. This is a land where magic exists, where prophecies exist. So I was willing to forgive a lot more of that type of stuff just because of how important it is towards the story of of this. Also prophesized that he would have a choice. Bjork said you can either choose your kin and to be happy or vengeance and hate. And he's on a boat finds out that she's pregnant, could just go off and have his family and fucking end it. And he's like, nope, I can have both. You're going to go off and be safe, and I'm going to jump back in the ocean, swim back to fucking land, and kill my uncle. <laughs> which, which was so weird, because if you touched your loved one who is genetically connected to you, wound? You saw can the family tree. You saw the family tree, which made zero sense. But again, we're not on the real world. See, we I'm are not, in a magical land. Listen, I'm not mad about that because I get the magical trippy mythos part. I'm just saying <laughs> this movie could have ended like four fucking times. And he was like, nah, we got to get to that final vault. Gates of hell, which was a volcano yeah. scene. Now, mind you, 
I was all right with that because we got the slaying of his mother and his uh, his half brother, technically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, his half brother. Which well, you see the volcano in the background, yeah, the whole time, yeah. yeah. So, like, well, you, it was easy it was foreshadowing. Well, yeah. think about yeah. it. You see in the opening of the movie when we get the background story, like they kind of open the Hamlet style. You know, like in Hamlet, they give you the background. They give you the background at the beginning, and that's to the vision of the volcano. And that volcano is not in the original village because remember, during this, he's gone to I like Fjolnir had to go to Iceland yeah. because after he killed his brother, he. Then had his village, the village that his brother was king of, was taken over by another Nordic king. Yeah. Yep. So they ran. He ran like a bitch to Iceland, and he yeah. has a small little outpost in Iceland yeah. instead of. He's a king, king of goats. Yeah, that's what the guy says. Yeah. He's he killed his brother for no reason because he then became the king of goats. Yeah, king of goats, king of ravens, like, yeah. or king of crows, whatever it was that Ethan Hawke was. Which again, the crows or the ravens fucking saved Hamleth. That was his daddy. Oh, yeah, but when you uh, see, remember when he yeah. sees the raven after he finds that news out? Yeah. He's like, Fata? <laughs> so that's where I was able to forgive a lot of the plot armor and just was like, all right, you got to take yourself out of it. We're not in a historical-based story. <laughs> so, again, like, we're not that far off on our ratings either mm. because of this. But, yeah, it was once you realize that you're not on a historical movie and it's this magical movie, you, you forgive a little bit more. You give it more leeway. I gave him plenty of leeway, but it's just like, yeah. damn. Like, like he could have killed it. He had the perfect shot to decapitate his uncle. And also, if he would have decapitated him then, he wouldn't have tried to sexually assault the love of his life. Yeah. Because it was right after that. By the way, period blood. I don't know how you guys felt about that. To the face. I thought it was funny. I know I know. when I went to the movie theater, uh, my boss at work, I went with the, my, 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 my work peeps, and he, he was like, you know what? The kid's getting burnt in a fucking house uh, that they burned the kids up in after the village thing. Fine. Period blood to the face, <laughs> kind of turned my stomach a little bit. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Oh, who hasn't been anointed by a little bit of the fucking monthly flow? <laughs> I, you've been you've been anointed on purpose, not via. You're, I'm here to say, oh, I'm unclean because I've got my period in here. You're scared of a little blood on your face <sighs> after she wipes it out his face, which again goes to make no sense with the actual like the king storyline of him because. You know, his queen, you know. You're supposed to be the good guy, you're, allegedly. You were conceived by love. We're, we were in love, but he's still taking slaves to fuck. Yeah. He, remember when he picks her, he's like, oh, keep your hair long, keep her clean. He kept her for that exact yeah. purpose. He caught the Slav bitch in his words for those reasons. Yeah. Uh, oh, so. so what do you got for any uh, negatives, Diesel? Okay, uh, we've pretty much nailed it. Like the plot armor is was rough, but you gotta you gotta give leeway on that one. And, I gave some leeway, still rough. Yeah. <laughs> and um and young Amleth, young Amleth did not do it for me, and I wanted a little bit more of Ethan Hawke. I, another like five minutes of him because he was a badass. Yeah, and I would also have liked a little more of Willem Dafoe. Yeah, <laughs> especially after the uh, she gets wet from his cup. Or is it from his hard iron? sword in his dick position. I love it. It was just a jest, brother. Just a jest. Uh, fun times. Ron, I know one of your big negatives you didn't see in the, <laughs> the movie, but that was not the movie's fault. Yeah. Did you have any negatives uh, from what you did see in the movie? No, just what you guys have hit. It's you've hit all the points pretty much. I, you know, there's not really too much. I mean, like you said, the other spot they could have gotten rid of the movie is just getting rid of the slaves when he said just sell them all. Yeah. Like he, he, he's like, if you would have just sold them all, none of this would have happened, yeah. and his plan would have been done. Like then. his sons would have been alive. Yep. His yep. wife would have been alive. He would have still had his head because newsflash: no. the King Fjolnir 
gets decapitated in, well, in the battle. Well, well, At the same time, he does he, kill Amleth, but he does get decapitated. The, the young kid might have died in their little sports game because Amleth wasn't there to save him. Yeah, so, Amleth so, does, Well, so, he saves him and then takes his life. Right. But, well, no, I'm just saying, like, if that never happened, if he was sold as a slave, that young kid's still dead. Yeah. That yeah, kid's prophecy was to die with a crushed face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instead, instead, the guy who was going to crush his face ended up getting his face crushed via the headbutts from uh, our, our, our uh, hero. <laughs> oh, that was a crazy scene. Yeah. There's a, that's probably the most brutal like hand-to-hand death, and you didn't even see it. It's, it's up there with Man Apart when Vin Diesel beats the dude to death yeah. in his bare hands. Yep. So good. Vicious. Well, with that being said, before we give you our scores, we're going to find out what other scores were around the internet. But you know what? We can't just do that any old way. we got to have a little bit of fun with it. So it's time to... Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> well, Ron, you'll be interested to know that when you last we saw you, you were the champion. Yes. You then lost the championship when you were here. But then you won the championship I'm so good at this also game. not being here. Yeah, I've won more times not being here than I have. As Diesel won and lost the championship in the two weeks that you were <laughs> not with us. So you are the reigning and defending champion coming in. And we played the game simply because we're back to the regular game rules. And that is we're going to give out the internet scores from this movie. Whoever guesses closest without going over will get the point. Whoever has the most points wins. And, of course, there's three. And this week they don't list a fourth, but I will find a fourth if I have to. Uh, and if I have to find a fourth, it'll be close to the number. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get the game underway. Diesel, since you're the challenger, you go first. IMDB out of 10 using points. What did they give the Northman? 7.6. Ronald. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I had eight in my head, so I'm just going to say eight. And... Diesel gets the point. Yeah. 7.8 out of 10. So you really yeah. put you off. Yeah. You, were, you were close as well. But you no, were no, no. I, I just I had a feeling, but I was like, I, I had to eat in my head. You were both off by the same amount. But because Diesel didn't go over, he gets the point. Ron, you get to go next. It is Rotten Tomatoes time out of 100%. What did they give the Northman? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Uh, uh, 82. 82. Diesel. Exact number I was thinking. Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm not going 83. I'm, I'm going to hedge a little bit lower. I'm going to go with 70. Yeah, you won. 70? Ron gets the point. 89%. Oh. Should have gone a little higher. Ooh. All right. So for the win. And by the way, we'll just do this. Close to the number. It doesn't matter if you go over because I would like to have a winner here. And it's Google users, folks. Diesel, Google users out of 100%. What did they give the Northman? 88. Ron. Uh, 80, 80. <laughs> 88, 80. Your winner. And still champion, Ron. 78 out oh. of 100. So you were only two off. Yes, you would have both busted, by the way. But uh, two off. One of the lower scores by Google users. You Holy remember shit. what I said. When the movie is good, <laughs> sometimes the, the Google user way low. Everything else is pretty high for this movie. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to give our scores. Of course, I will, after we're all done, I will give my critic score of the film. But before I give my critic score, we will give the nerd score of this film. By the way, the nerd score is based upon an entertainment value of the film, not just the critic. Now, the critical part. 
part does come in, but it is mostly entertainment that weighs in as well. Proof of this is myself and Ron, as we always give the example of, would give Maximum Overdrive a 4 out of 5 on the nerd scale. However, critically, let's be honest, it's a 2 at best, and that's me being nice. It's a god-awful movie, but it's a goddamn good movie as well. Uh, sometimes bad movies are good. What can I say? And, of course, the scale is a 1 to 5, and we don't do points or anything because each one has a different category. The categories are this. If it's a 1, it's a no. Don't do it. Don't watch it. Never see it. It was a terrible movie. It is not suitable for human consumption. A two is you've been warned. That means this is not a good movie. This is a, a bad movie. It's not the worst movie, but it's not a good movie. You should not watch the movie. If you do watch the movie, you've been warned. Three is, ah, it's good. It's it's good. And that is basically means it is what it is. It's a good movie. It's a little bit above average uh, or average even because we kind of lumped those in with this as well. Uh, I wouldn't pay to go see it necessarily in the theater, but... I would definitely recommend it if it is on a service that you have at home to watch or if it comes on TV or whatever. Give it a watch. It's worth a watch. I just not, wouldn't necessarily rent it off of Amazon or go out of my way to go see it in the theater or buy it or anything like that. Four is just take my money. And just take my money means what it means. This is a movie that you might want to think about going to theater. If you don't like going to, if you're not back into the theater yet or don't want to go to the theater, you might want to rent it on Amazon. You might even want to buy the Blu-ray. Uh, this is worth spending some money on to see. It is a great movie. Uh, it's going to be very entertaining. You might even like it enough to watch it more than once. And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air of all certified nerd. This means this, these are the instant classics. These are the classic movies that you should probably go see in the movie theater as many times as you can. Add them to your collection. Make a spot for them yearly to watch or however often you rewatch movies. These are going to be your creme de la creme movies. The last movie that got a unanimous certified nerd from us was The Batman. Previous to that, it was Spider-Man No Way Home. On here, we only count the ones that gave across the board. There's been a few that have gotten one of us to give it a five. And there's been a few that's gotten two of us to give a five. But those are the last undisputed ones. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, though, it is now time to score the movie. I know it's going to be a little hard for you, Ron, because you did not see the end of the movie. However... With what you saw, what do you give the Northman on the nerd scale? I'm actually going to give it a four still because I'm definitely going to definitely finish watching it. I'm definitely going to, you know, I might even pop in the theaters, finish it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed everything I saw on it. Like I really did. So, okay. Diesel nerd scale. We're also at a four. The Shakespeare was onto something when he saw the story back in the day and was like, Hey, there's something here. I can make into something even better. Really good storytelling. Really enjoyable. This should make it into your rotation either yearly or bi-yearly. I am going to make it a clean sweep. I also gave this a four. I did not quite good enough to give it the uh, certified nerd category, but it is a just take my money. I have seen it in the theater twice. Did not regret seeing it in the theater either time. Um, it's it's a good movie. It's great storytelling. Visually, it looks amazing. The soundtrack's amazing. And I just thought that the story overall was very, very good. Uh, it does have some flaws, but it is what it is. Uh, with that being said, my critics for this film, I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, very high, right on the cusp of greatness. Uh, once again, the biggest takeaway here, the biggest points deduction was the amount of plot armor. I understand every movie has plot armor and you have to do, but there was just a lot of it. Uh, on top of that, the uh, young Amleth part. Also, let's be honest, I'm always one of those guys that when I watch a movie, this movie came in at just shy of two hours, two and a half hours. You probably could have cut I don't know, 15, 20 minutes off this movie easy. I say that for every movie for the most part. That doesn't always take it out of there. So it's just little things that I think they could have tightened up and uh, could have made it a little better. But an 8 out of 10 is a great score, and it was a great movie. And like I said, we've all certified this as a Just Take My Money movie as a clean sweep there. 
So, with that being said, next week we will be reviewing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness for next week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And the week after will be Firestarter, so you guys can adjust accordingly. But, with that being said, it is time for us to pay some bills. It is time for us to hit up them shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. Do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You tell them to type in three fat nerds in any search bar for any podcast provider and booyakasha. There we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. And of course, while you're there, make sure you smash that like or subscribe button to get our show delivered to you automatically every week. And also, while you're there, make sure you give us that five star review. And we're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. Then you're going to like our page. Then you're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all the social medias, use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. And if you need to email us for anything, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. And here's the double shotter, folks. First of all, make sure you're following us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Every Monday night, myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast come together to talk all things pro wrestling when we give you 607TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. You can also watch the replay because we leave that up. And also, you can find it anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. But if you watch it live, you can give your opinions and takes in the chat also we do movie nights there we also do some other fun things and we have some things on the docket maybe finally we'll get that D game going on there now that things are open back up and everything's going good but most importantly me and diesel have a million dollar idea that the patrons know about and trust me we're gonna have a lot of fun with that but i'm not ready to give that one up yet but make sure because it's absolutely free to do follow us on twitch.tv slash podcast also, while you're at it, the double shot of this, if you would like to support the show monetarily, though, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including the Three Fat Nerds podcast. And you get you get that version. You get the uncooked edition. That means it comes to you early, the night we record, and it's unedited. You get bonus parts in the beginning, bonus part in the middle, and if we made a mistake during the show, you get that too. If you hear us say something stupid, you hear that too. Some of the stuff that's edited out of the regular edition. Plus, on top of it, you already get usually like 30 minutes in the beginning of our pre-production meeting and having fun, and also there's usually a middle piece that's too hot for the podcast. So, with that being said, for as little as $1 a month, and you support everything we do here, Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Did you say 8122productions? I sure as hell did, Diesel. As in HTTP colon backslash backslash 81 double deuce P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. That's right, 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. Find out more about Three Fighters Podcast. Find out more about 607TWS. Get all the information on how to get a hold of us. Also, while you're there, there's the links to the Tee Public Store. If you would like to buy some swag and look cool and some stuff, new stuff will be on the way very shortly, as well as a sale, because I do believe not this week, but next week there is a sale there. I will update everybody. Keep your eyes on the social media. Of course, the links for the Twitch channel is there. Also, the link for Patreon is there. On top of that, we have friends of the show. You can get the link to go over to the ODPH podcast.com support the ultra parlor podcast and also they're under friends our good friends at sci-fi horror fest we're coming up on august 26th and 27th in vernon new york at the vernon downs casino we got a lot of good guests coming it's going to be a great convention for all that information the link to the website's right there but it is sci-fi horror uh weekend passes 15 dollars. day passes are 10 and also i might want to mention 
uh, that we also have our musical friends on there. People who provide us our uh, music for the show so we can have copyright free and we don't have to worry about it. But we'll give them a shout out now. First, starting with Shot at the Robots, who does our theme song. Also, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, Second Suitor, The Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and The Jasons from West Virginia. Thank you all for letting us use your music. Thank you so much. And make sure you support all of those great bands on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. If you go to our website, links are on that section and last but not least there is a section for our local sponsors who help bring us help bring help us bring you <laughs> this show every week commercial free but we're gonna give them a shout out now because they're so awesome first of all the people who allow us to use up a, a studio space in their store dragon master games located at 1235 upper front street in binghamton new york for all your magic the gathering and gaming needs visit them on the World Wide web at dragonmastergames.com and if you are in the 607 or passing through the 607 and would like to find out about events at the store just like this upcoming saturday where there is a modern 2k going on you know how you find out about them it's simple you follow them on facebook dragon master games and thank you to rex to rod's auto detailing located at 2004 north street in endicott new york to call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three pet nerds on you. It's been a two-week absence of this, but Ronald? One out of ten stars. I was completely lost and bored. I never read the book, so maybe that is why I was lost. I would think, though, that a good movie should be able to stand on its own. I gave up about an hour and a half into it. It appeared to me to be a very well-made movie, but for the life of me, I just had no idea what was going on, and I couldn't have cared less about any of the characters. Maybe the high ratings are the, from people who have read the books and those could relate to the characters and understand the plot. For me, it was just the most boring hour and a half I have spent in a long time. I definitely won't be watching the other two parts of this trilogy. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. All right. Well, with that being said, that brings us to the end of the show. And with that, I'm going to bid you guys adieu. But before I do, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully, we brought you some entertainment and some funny. Also, uh, whether you agree or not, hopefully you enjoyed our opinions on everything that is pop culture and nerdum. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, until next week at the same bat time and same bat channel, we are going to say goodbye in the way we know how. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Slav bitch is my new favorite term. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. You're falling apart and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know I felt it too. Still trying to figure it out just like you, just like you.
heart And I know it 